Are you struggling with all of the messages about Mother's Day and how wonderful it will be to honor mothers, but you're not even sure what motherhood means after you've lost your baby? There's no harder holiday to cope with for moms of stillborn babies than on Mother's Day. That's why I'm hosting a free support session called Coffee and Comfort on Sunday, May 12th at 11 o'clock Eastern. We'll get together for an hour before the day gets started and talk about the guilt and what-ifs that so often come after this type of loss. And I'll help you create a plan for the day that honors both you and your baby. The best part is we'll gather together with other lost moms who really get exactly how you're feeling so you won't feel alone. Together, we'll navigate Mother's Day and learn how to get through this tough holiday with ease. Save your seat at jennifersend.com slash coffee or click the link in the show notes. Hope to see you there. I'm Jennifer Sen, a certified life coach, married mama of two sons, twin angel babies, and a rainbow baby, and this is the Navigating Baby Loss Podcast. I'm on a mission to help stop the isolation, shame, and lack of self-confidence that often comes with stillbirth loss, and to show you that you still deserve to live the life you've dreamed of. Pull up a cozy seat, pour a cup of coffee, and prepare to hang out with a caring friend who's been through it and can show you the way. Give yourself permission to heal in your own way on your own timeline. If that means that you need to keep it to yourself and process in silence, because that will truly serve you best, fine, do that. If it means that you need to take a year or two to process fully and get past all the firsts that were missed, then great, do that. But don't let anyone, even yourself, make you feel like your grief is out of time or inappropriate. Don't keep it quiet to make someone else more comfortable if talking about it and remembering your baby is an important part of your own healing process. Hello and welcome back. I'm so glad you're here. Today I'm talking to you about permission to heal. Why do you think we don't give ourselves the permission to allow ourselves the time to fully heal after the loss of our babies? And if we did, how different would that outcome be on the rest of our lives? First, I'd love to take a look at what's behind someone not allowing themselves to take the time and energy they need to heal from the loss of their baby. Parents who have suffered the loss of a pregnancy or stillborn baby are notorious for trying to rush their healing process and move on. No one likes to sit and grieve because it's uncomfortable. And when we're faced with uncomfortable things, our instinct is to do whatever we can to make it better as fast as possible. We're given all kinds of quick fix advice on so many things in life to deal with the uncomfortableness of pain. But this is something we're forced to just sit in pain with. There's no fix to it. There's no magic pill or stretching exercise or we can't physically move to another location to get rid of it. None of that will fix what we need to go through. And the only way through it is to actually feel it. Luckily, insert sarcasm, we all have people in our lives who let us know we're still young and we can try again or that it was just meant to be. 
it's a nice thought, but what about the couple who have spent thousands of dollars and have reached their limit for this one last try IVF? Or for the mother who had to have an emergency hysterectomy because she had a uterine rupture? Before we can accept the possibility that maybe we could try again or see any of the blessings that were brought to us in this very short time we were with our babies, we need to do our best to try to heal. To me, it seems like there's an imaginary timeline. There seems to be a period of time that's deemed acceptable. And usually they're set by people who have never experienced a baby loss themselves. Have you ever noticed this? If you come in contact with a mother who has had a loss, she understands without a doubt that this is a long haul and something that doesn't have an end date. As time passes, it seems to get better, but it never actually goes away. I've been hearing more and more lately from my followers who have experienced the loss of their babies 20 to 30 years plus ago that say that they still find that things that trigger them periodically and that there's really no end to the grief, even though it does get easier to navigate day-to-day life as time goes on. Dr. David Kessler is a leading grief specialist, and he's an author of a new book called Finding Meaning. It's a great book about what he calls the sixth stage of grief. So we all know the five, we're all familiar with the five stages of grief, and that the sixth one is actually finding meaning in our loss. And he recently talked about this and said that grief doesn't get smaller. We just have to become bigger. And that once you find a way through the pain, you will find amazing meaning. He also says that a broken heart is an open heart. And grief can be and is transformative during that period. But first, you need to really give yourself the time to allow the healing. So how much time is the right time? That's the tricky part. It's different for everyone. It's as unique as the person who is grieving as well as the person who's left us. That's why I think it's so hard for parents of babies to process the loss. I'm not sure who made up the assignment that the number of years lived equals the amount of time you're allowed to grieve, but it's simply not true that a longer time is a more valid grief period than shorter. And no one knows that more than a lost parent. We all know that great aunt Mildred, who just tells us to stop thinking about it because the people in her day lost babies all the time. And that it's to be expected when you're a childbearing age And everyone she knew had one or two and it didn't affect their life in any way at all. I find that really hard to believe for so many reasons, but it's that kind of thinking that's caused so much shame and the desire to keep quiet for fear of being judged. Judged because we didn't get to actually birth our babies, so we shouldn't need to spend much time grieving and can just hop right back in the saddle, so to speak. Or judged because we're assuming a risk in becoming pregnant that it may end up in a loss of some type, so we shouldn't get too attached to the idea. It's this kind of archaic thinking that causes too much suffering to too many people, 
And it's created a society that doesn't appreciate how long it may take us to heal or sometimes doesn't allow us the space to do it. So what does healing actually look like? Depending on how long it's been since your loss, it can look different in so many ways. If you're weeks or even a few months out, it might feel like healing is happening because you aren't crying as much or you're starting to get a little sleep here and there. About a year after maybe you're pregnant again or thinking about it and healing may look like your loss was a chapter in your life that definitely isn't going away, but you can begin to see a glimpse of a future again even though the anxiety, grief, and triggers show up on a regular basis. Five years after, have you consumed by your career or other children, and then you suddenly go into a public bathroom where someone has a child that would be your baby's age and gender, and you burst into tears. I know this because that's what happened to me. And you wonder when you will ever be over your loss. 10 years out might have you starting to see the gifts that the loss brought to you. All the ways that your life is different and that you're more compassionate to those who've suffered a loss since yours. Maybe the way you love your children harder than you ever could have without this experience and an overall passion to be kinder to people in general because you can't see the scars they are trying to heal themselves. I knew before I left the hospital without my twins that this was not going to be the end of the story for me. I longed to hold a baby in my arms and God willing, I would as soon as I was safe to do so. I suppose it was my way of feeling like it was a method of healing. Yet when I became pregnant again five months later, I don't think I was prepared for the mixed emotions it brought up. It was very clear that this new baby wasn't replacing the ones I lost. And while it was healing in some ways, it also amplified my fear and anxiety in other ways. Give yourself permission to heal in your own way on your own timeline. If that means that you need to keep it to yourself and process in silence, because that will truly serve you best, fine, do that. If it means that you need to take a year or two to process fully and get past all the first that were missed, then great, do that. But don't let anyone, even yourself, make you feel like your grief is out of time or inappropriate. Don't keep it quiet to make someone else more comfortable if talking about it and remembering your baby is an important part of your own healing process. How would the rest of your life be impacted if you took the time you need to process all the feelings that come with your loss? Wouldn't that be the ultimate version of self-care and listening to your body? If it's something you've never done before or aren't used to doing it, I'm urging you to do it now. Put down the blame stick. I already know what you're thinking. It's all my fault. If I would have, I should have. My body didn't. Whatever it is that you're thinking, stop it right in its tracks A very common feeling that we all have and almost no one talks about is the feeling that we don't deserve to heal. Could you imagine wishing that on anyone else? That they don't deserve to heal their broken leg? Or they don't deserve to heal that cancer diagnosis? 
It feels terrible, doesn't it? And it makes me a little sick to my stomach even to say things like that. Yet we do this to ourselves all the time. It's this kind of shame and guilt that stops us from allowing ourselves the grace to know we just need some time and space for healing. We feel like if we work on healing that it's somehow disloyalty to our babies who are lost. I know this because I lived it. I was convinced that I would never find joy again. And while I was generally happy, I had a loving husband, two adorable, active little boys, and a rainbow baby daughter. All the things that life had to offer were in my favor. I was very cautious because to me, being joyful meant I no longer carried the grief that I thought I needed to carry in order to be a bereaved mother. In silence, of course. I thought if I punished myself enough, it would ensure that I didn't go through that terrible experience for no reason and that I would be sure I wouldn't forget them. If this is you, I'm urging you to stop the cycle of self-destruction. It's not helpful to those around you. It's not serving you. It's a hard habit to break and it causes so much damage to your self-esteem, health, and well-being. I think most of all, I want you to stop it because it isn't honoring your baby. They wouldn't want to know that their existence caused us to destroy our lives and make the others around us suffer as a result. Truly honoring your baby means that you are uncovering the transformation that takes place on the other side of the healing because you realize that a part of them now lives within you. You're forever changed and to keep beating yourself because you are different is not kind and it's not helpful. So I'm going to give you a little permission slip. I want to give you permission to breathe. I'm giving you permission to cry and stay in bed or lay on the floor curled up if that feels right. Permission to forgive yourself. Permission to smile, laugh, and even feel joy. Permission to give yourself grace when things don't feel good and you need to leave the party. Permission to feel the stab in your heart when someone else announces they're expecting. Permission to question your faith and not feel guilty about it. Permission to allow and ask for help. Permission to listen to your body and mind for what's true for you in your own journey of healing. And the permission to give yourself as much time as you need to do it as many times as you need to. Until next time, I am sending you so much love.